Welcome to The Romantic Side of Suspense with Sarah Hemmerker. In each episode, she'll talk with your favorite romantic suspense authors. They will take you behind the scenes of the writing process, giving excerpts from their writing, and share stories about their writing life. Hello, and welcome to The Romantic Side of Suspense. I'm your host, Sarah Hammerker, and I'm so glad you joined me. This episode, you're going to hear about this month's new releases in Christian Romantic Suspense. I hope you will enjoy hearing from your favorite Romantic Suspense authors as they talk about the background of their latest books. And now I'm going to talk with Jerusa Agan about her book, Midnight Clear. So welcome to my show. Thanks for having me again, Sarah. Now, um, this is all about Christmas, this program, and we're going to talk about your Christmas novella. So wh- why, did, why did you write this particular story? Well, a couple of reasons. So there aren't actually many suspense Christmas novellas in existence, I don't think. I haven't found many, and, and I love the idea of writing a romantic suspense novella that takes place at Christmas time. Um, and I had in mind the idea for this particular story a long time. I was I was planning to write it in the next year or two. Uh, so when you presented the idea of joining with you and other authors for a Christmas suspense novella collection, I realized I could set my story at Christmas time, which I hadn't actually originally planned to do with this story. But I'm so glad I did that because the Christmas setting really added so much richness and depth to this novella. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, there's not that many there's not that many out there. And what could be better than, you know, suspense, mystery, romance at Christmas? I mean, right, everything. Right? That was a no-brainer for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what was your favorite part of Midnight Clear? That is a hard question to answer. As you know, Sarah, we writers mm-hmm. don't always love our own work, especially at first yeah. after we finish the story. Uh, right. But Midnight Clear actually ended up being an exception for me in that it really became one of my favorite stories of those I've written, which makes it a little hard to choose one element that's my favorite. Um, but forced to choose, I think I'd have to say my favorite part overall is the romance. Mm. Because the heroine in this story has experienced so little love in her life that the romantic love in the story is more life-changing and deeply meaningful for her than usual. So the romance is especially beautiful and poignant, I think. Oh, lovely, lovely, yeah. I can't wait to read all of them, but (laughs) that sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, And so what do you hope readers take away after reading your Christmas novella? I hope that readers experience a reminder or maybe realize for the first time that no one is unlovable to God. I think some of us can sometimes feel so rejected in life that we believe we aren't lovable or that Mm -hmm. we aren't of any value. And this story really digs deep into two important truths. Uh, First, that all of us have great value because we are created in the image of God. And second, that even though we've all sinned and don't deserve God's love, he chooses to love his children anyway, not because of who we are, but because he is love. And what better time to think about that than thinking about Christmas? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing about Midnight Clear on my show. Thanks for having me on to do it. 
And next we're talking with uh, Mary Alford and her Christmas novella, Christmas in the Crosshairs. So welcome back to my show, Mary. Thank you, Sarah. I'm happy to be here again. So I love uh, this special that we're doing to talk about our Christmas novellas because I love Christmas and I love novellas. So why, uh, why did you want to write this particular story as a Christmas novella? Well, like you, there's something about Christmas that, especially when it's in a book, that just makes it feel so special. And I just love the excitement and the wonder about Christmas. And I love reading Christmas stories. So I was anxious to be able to get to write one, and especially to write one that was a romantic suspense. And it features two former college sweethearts that broke up, and they get a chance to be reunited together when they're fighting a life-and-death situation, and they end up realizing that they still care about each other, and they get a second chance to fix the things that they did wrong in the beginning. So it makes you root for them. You want to root for them, and you want them to have a happy ending. And I love stories like that. Oh, I do too. And besides, they get to set it at Christmas. (laughs) What could could be better? (laughs) So um, it sounds like you really enjoyed writing this this novella, but do you have a favorite part, a character, or a scene that you you really enjoyed about um, this novella? It was a lot of fun to write, and I say one of my favorite parts was when Haley and Gray realized that they still love each other, and this took place at Gray's cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and what better place to realize this, and what better place to spend Christmas in, in the mountains with there's tons of snow around, even though you are being chased by bad guys, you're in a mountain cabin, (laughs) and you're with somebody you love. I mean, that just sounds so perfect to me. It it does, and and I love love that you had them, gave them that little moment, even in the midst of their, of trying to um, evade the bad guys, so... So that that's wonderful. Um, now we're going to leave on kind of a hopeful note. So what what would you like readers to kind of take away after they've read this novella? What kind of feeling or idea or or fill in the blank that you, you want them to have after reading this? Well, I hope that they enjoy the second chance romance that Gray and Haley go through. They fight such enormous odds to find love again, and I hope they also see that God's hand was working through all of this by bringing them together, by getting them through all these hardships that they suffered, and just allowing them that second chance to fix the mistakes they made and have have a wonderful life together. Uh, I love that, Mary. Well, thank you for sharing about Christmas in the Crosshairs. Thank you so much, Sarah. And the next author we're going to talk about for this holiday collection of romantic suspense novellas is Lori Altabomber, and her romantic suspense novella is Silence Night. So welcome to my show, Lori. Thank you for having me, Sarah. So what, what about this particular story made you decide this is going to make a great Christmas novella? Why did, why, essentially, why did you write it? Oh, I think you're giving me more credit than um, than I for thinking this through than uh, than I deserve. <laughs> I, I, I love the idea of writing a Christmas novella. I've always wanted. Who doesn't love Christmas? You always want to write something Christmassy in the back of your mind. That just I think as an author, 
that's kind of something you look forward to. But what I didn't take into account that my image of Christmas is almost opposite of putting it into a romantic suspense type environment because you think of Christmas as love and peace and joy and all those things, and now I've got to put evil into that. And it turned out to be a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, But it also made me really delve into how uh, we do. We, We romanticize Christmas and everything about it, but the truth is Jesus came to us as a rescue from a world at war, and that war doesn't stop just because Christmas comes. Uh, evil is still at play. We'll still get bad news on those days, uh, on Christmas Day. And so, yeah, it really made me think about the the bigger picture of Christmas. Oh, I love that. So what was your favorite part um, about this novella, either characters or story or setting? Um, I, I love my characters. I have a gentleman in there. He's an o- older widower who is the neighbor, Charlie, and Charlie's having some some mental problems, and and I just loved his presence in the book and how he, even though he his thinking as he his age and some medication problems, he wasn't clear. He was still almost like the solid foundation for my main characters to play off of. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I love I love our sometimes our secondary characters can be a lot of fun or just yeah. a lot of a lot a lot of interest to our stories. So we're going to close our short time together today with kind of after after readers read Silence Night, what do you kind of hope that they take away or think about? I think my hope for them is the same thing that I got out of it when I started writing it. Um, I, I don't know. When I start a book, I don't always know what God has in it for me. It's a, it's a journey for me to take with him as well. And so like I said earlier, it really made me explore the deeper meaning and purpose of Christmas, not our romanticized expectations for the holiday. And uh, I thought about that, um, I think it's called the Christmas Eve Truce of 1914, where the soldiers, uh, they were in the trenches fighting each other, but on Christmas Eve, they call this truce in this one area. It's a beaut- Look it up on the, on, uh, the Internet because it is a beautiful story of the power of Christmas, but it is also not exactly the truth we always experience of Christmas. And I think what I want readers to take away from this is no matter what your Christmas looks like, God is sovereign. And that was the reason that Jesus came. Ah, I love that. And that's a great way to end our time together. So thank you for sharing about Silence Night, Lori. Thank you and have a blessed day. Next up, we have Danielle Grandinetti, and she's going to talk about her novella, Escape with the Prodigal. So welcome to my show, Danielle. Danielle? Yep. Did it? Did it? Yeah, did it we're out? ready. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Okay, let's, oh. we're going to, let me count, let me count to five again. <laughs> okay. All right, one, two. Next up, we have Danielle Grandinetti, who's going to talk about her Christmas novella, Escape with the Prodigal. Welcome to my show, Danielle. Hi, it's nice to be here. So why this particular story this, um, for your Christmas novella? What, what drew you to this story? 
So when I was thinking about Christmas, a Christmas story and uh, adding suspense, that suspense layer, I couldn't help but think of how Joseph felt when he's taking his um, fiance, I guess, betrothed, Mary, to Bethlehem. But then even later, when they escaped from Jerusalem to Egypt, like what was going through his mind as he's trying to protect his family? And from that launching off point, I, um, the story developed from there. Oh, I love that like, nice Christmas tie-in. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite part of this Christmas novella? My favorite part was exploring my main character, my male main character's um, uh, redemption theme. So he's the prodigal in the story. And this uh, novella is within uh, my historical romance series. And when you first meet him in the first book in the series, he's a rebellious young man. And in this story, he's faced with a choice. Is he going to step up and be a protector, or is he going to let his reputation of being an, of avoiding responsibility carry the day? And I just I loved exploring how the events in the story affect his heart and putting the Christmas theme of um, Jesus coming as a baby and redemption being born here on earth. Um, as part of that that redemption theme. Oh yes, and isn't doesn't Christmas just remind us of that yes. hope? Yeah. And so yeah, and so I, it sounds like your your book is filled with hope. But what else do you want your readers to take away after they read this Christmas novella? I think if I was to narrow it down to the one thing, it's that we all make mistakes. We all have paths. We all have reasons that have brought us to this moment, but that doesn't mean that God loves us any less um, and that we can't change and that the future can't be full of hope and um, that the Lord can't redeem the bad things that happened to us or the bad things that we've done. Um, but there's, that's why Jesus became a baby. No, I love that. And so thank you for sharing about Escape with the Prodigal. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Sarah Hamaker, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my Christmas novella, Christmas Cold Case. I wrote this story because I wanted to return to Twin Oaks, a town in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia that I made up. And I wanted to give David Keener his story. He was an attorney that appeared in one of my first Christmas novellas, Mistletoe and Murder, and I thought he deserved his own happily ever after. My favorite part of the story was helping um, Noel and David uh, find common ground and fall in love. I love writing the romance part of the story and how It's so fun to see two characters get along with one another and fall in love. I hope readers take away from Christmas Cold Case that family is important, even though sometimes those families can be a little messy. It's still important to to try to keep our connection to our history, but look at that history um, through the lens of truth. And I hope that you enjoy their story as much as I enjoyed writing it.
And now we're going to talk to Kendall Hoxie, and her Christmas novella is An Imminent Christmas Threat. So welcome to my show, Kendall. Thank you. Great to be here. So this novel, um, the novella, why did you want to write this particular story? Uh, well, so I remember around Christmas time, I was uh, just driving my daughter home from uh, school, and it was um, kind of early twilight, and she was loving uh, singing We Three Kings. And all of a sudden, uh, I just kind of had a thought of the story of a mom driving with her daughter, and it's winter time, and this, and, and I went from there. Ah, yeah. Sometimes we get our best memories, um, best um, ideas when we're driving, washing dishes, washing our hair. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we have yeah. that little moment to kind of think, huh, what if dot, dot, dot. So what, um, what was your favorite part of, of this Christmas novella? A character, a setting, um, a scene? What was your favorite? I think I enjoyed, uh, because it's set in um, a wine region of Northern California, which is where I live and grew up and everything. So it was kind of fun to explore that because that old adage, write what you know, but I tried to change it up a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I, I know, and it is right, but it is. I mean, it is good to to write where we're comfortable at as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, after readers finish your not your novella, what do you kind of hope they take away? Is there a theme or a um, a feeling or anything that you kind of hope that they they leave after reading your novella? Um, Well, I hope, obviously, that they enjoy it, Um, and also just that forgiveness is an important thing, and and sometimes you, there's not a lot of signs that you're doing the right thing, but you have to just trust um, in God and in prayer that you're doing your best and trying hard. Ah, I love that, and that's a great way, I think, to close out our time together, so thank you for being on my show. Oh, thank you so much. And now I'm talking with Pat O'Brien, who wrote Deadly School Break. So welcome to my show, Pat. Thank you for having me. So why did you want to write this particular Christmas story? Uh, Well, actually, it's the first uh, suspense I've ever written. Um, I've only written and completed uh, two books. Uh, this is the second one. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there we are. It's done, and I'm I'm very happy that uh, it was picked, you know, to be a part of the collection. So, so what was your favorite? Yeah, what was your favorite part of the story? What was your favorite part of the story in general? What did you like uh, about your characters or the story? Well, um, they're based on my son and daughter-in-law, actually, very close uh, as to their work. And uh, he started out as a security officer uh, for mm. a firm, and um, he is now a full-fledged uh, police officer. And um, he does work for a school, although uh, she's an auditor. She's not a, a teacher. I was the teacher in high school. So I put that all together, stirred it all together, and that's what I came up with. I love that we can use 
our personal experiences like that. Yeah, it's much easier. Um, I did have to do some research um, on certain schools and, um, you know, uh, the timing and so forth. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I was pretty much into it. And um, I guess my favorite part uh, was when um, Tonio goes to church. He finally goes to church. The heroine invites him. And uh, there's a deep conflict between them. But she invites him to church before Christmas Eve, and he accepts. So uh, that was that was very gratifying to write. Yes, yeah, I love it. We can give our characters those <clears throat> those little moments so so true to life. So, what do you hope readers take away after reading Deadly School Break? Um, I think uh, the theme of forgiveness. I know it's been done a lot, but in the past year, I've actually had to acquire <laughs> that theme, that feeling, or whatever you want to call it, of forgiveness for a situation um, because I was recently hospitalized, gallbladder, mm-hmm. uh, runs in the family and so forth, and um, there was a particular person that was having, um, we were having issues. And after a long time, we finally got past it, and uh, forgiveness came along. And it was—it was—it's just so freeing. Um, people don't realize it if they hold on to a grudge or whatever. Um, that it can be so freeing and, and just absolutely uh, a great decision. It—it it, uh, it redeems you, uh, and it brings you back to real life and um, you're not stewing all the time over a situation. So I yeah, I love that. That is such an and at Christmas time, especially when you're thinking of Christmas and right. these Christmas novellas, forgiveness is such a wonderful theme. So thank you for sharing and thank you for being on my show. Oh, I thank you for the honor. And now we're going to chat with Hope Wellborn, whose Christmas novella, Hidden, is also included in the collection. So welcome to my show, Hope. Hey, Sarah. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about the why behind writing this Christmas novella. Why did you want to write this particular Christmas novella? Um, Well, actually, this idea is something that I've been holding on to for a while, Um, I get a lot of my ideas from dreams, and this one started with a dream that I had one night and woke up the next morning, and I thought, well, that was kind of interesting. So I wrote down my ideas, and I just kind of hung on to it. I kind of realized that the the story idea wasn't really big enough for a full novel. Mm. So I had actually planned on writing it just as a short story, you know, like maybe my newsletter subscriber or something like that, um, but when the opportunity came along to be a part of this Christmas novella collection, I, I pulled that story out. I thought, oh, that would be a great opportunity to use this story idea, and, and it seemed to work out really well. Oh, good, good. And so um, that leads to the next question is, what's your favorite part? And we've had this idea <laughs> for a while, so what has been your favorite part um, about this novella? Um, well, this, this novella, <clears throat> the idea, even when I had the dream, it presented a lot of kind of twists and turns. 
Um, and I don't want to give away too much and spoil anything uh, for the readers, but mm-hmm. it, let me just say I'm a plotter, but this one still took me by surprise. Um, and the characters were really fun. Um, this was a second chance uh, love story, and they had kind of like a lot of history. And so it was really fun to kind of see how that played out. And then, of course, adding all in, you know, the things that took a different direction than I thought they would. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I am not much of a plotter, but I am always <laughs> surprised. Oh, that's why I did that. But anyway, so I totally, yeah. but it is fun to be surprised by our characters. So we're going to close our short time together with kind of what do you hope readers take away after they read your novel? Is there a feeling, a novella, is there a feeling, a, a, a sense, or, or what? Um, this one, and again, this was again something that I hadn't really plotted out and planned, but was as I started digging into the characters, um, the heroine, um, she is a, a professional organizer. And if anybody knows me in real life, um, I'm a very organized kind of person. I enjoy that kind of thing. Um, so she had a little bit of that personality and personality traits in her. Um, but one of her struggles was that her life had not turned out the way that she had planned. She had this big, you know, uh, idea and image of what her life was going to be like, and things had happened to her that kind of before the story started that really has thrown her world into chaos. And she's trying to find her footing, again, trying to find her her life in the mess. And really, in the last few years, my life has kind of gone the same way. And I didn't write this, like, it's not, you know, autobiographical, but it was just interesting that, you know, I kind of worked through things in my own life through my characters, and it was interesting to see how she kind of was struggling and then worked through things and kind of at the end is resolved that to understand that God is in control, even when things just go completely off the rails and life does not look like what we thought it was going to look like. Um, you know, there's still blessings, there's still good things in life uh, that God is putting in there and he's sovereign and we're not. And I hope that maybe the reader can kind of see that maybe in their own life, um, that you know, look for those areas where God is saying, yeah, I still, I'm still here, I've still got you, I've still got this, it didn't be, take me by surprise, and I still have a plan. Ah, I love that, and that's a great way to end our time together. So thank you, Hope, for sharing about Hidden, your Christmas novella. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And our final author in our Holiday Menace Christmas novella collection is Terry Weldon, and her story is Murdered by Christmas. So welcome to my show, Terry. Thank you, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. So let's talk about this um, novella. What, what drew you to the story behind Murdered by Christmas? In terms of the story itself or what got me involved in the project? The story itself, this particular novella. What made you want to write this particular novella? Well, I part of it was the thought of being in the in the uh, collection with the other authors. That's something that really appealed to me, and it's something that I had uh, wanted to do for quite some time. And so, when this opportunity came up, I felt like it was an answer to a prayer. And uh, so, I was very excited to do that. And I love Christmas books, and I love romantic suspense. But to me, when you go out and you look at Christmas books, there's not a lot of romantic suspense. 
And so I was very excited about being in a project that combined the two. But as far as the particular story, that's a little bit harder to answer. I'm not one of these (laughs) people who say, well, I saw this news story or I read this article and it made me think of, or at least I'm not consciously aware of it if I do that with books. I don't think I do. Normally what I do is I just start thinking in my mind, okay, I'm going to be writing a Christmas romantic suspense book, and things start going through my mind. I kind of like brainstorm with myself. Mm. And what happens is I ended up with a book that was set in Colorado, and it takes place in a uh, ski resort community. And my heroine, she owns and runs a store that sells uh, ski equipment, snowboarding equipment, ski clothes, all those types of things. And I have never skied or snowboarded in my life, so I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) I have to end up with a store like that. But um, I do like to shop, so maybe subconsciously I was channeling shopping into it. But um, I came up with that, and then I thought, well, what if during the course of her interaction with the public and all the people she sees, what if this serial killer became fixated with her? And so Mm. that's how I kind of got that going together and and he's looking for this perfect bride and when these women fail him he murders them oh wow that's 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 quite a that's quite a christmas story but i but i I too (laughs) there's not a lot of there's not a lot of romantic suspense christmas stories so i'm just so so thrilled that we're able to bring our readers this great collection yes what was your favorite go ahead I'm very excited to read everyone else's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. So let's talk about your favorite part of this Christmas novella. Was there, was there a particular scene or a character that, that you really enjoyed either writing or creating? Yes, there was one particular scene, and then there was one particular character. Um, and I'll just say, without giving too much away, there's a box and there's a dog. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> and the people, they're two totally different things, so nobody has to worry about the dog. Because the dog, I, I just love the dog. I would not have let a thing happen to that poor dog. Oh, uh, good. That good to been, know. I can't say that. Anyway, I won't let him die, let's put it that way. But he has nothing right. to do with the box. Okay. He has nothing to do with the box. And uh, the box just, um, like I said, I don't want to give much away, but the scene with the box is just one I really liked. Oh, good, good. Something I wanted to do. Well, that's just very intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Megan is one of readers. Um, So we're going to end our little time together, Terry, with what do you hope readers take away after reading this Christmas novella? What do you kind of hope that they maybe are thinking about or feeling or fill in the blank? Well, Murdered by Christmas is a, a, a second chance romance. My couple... They have been involved in the in the recent past, within the last year, and they had broken up. And through the course of the novella, they're given a second chance at love, and they take it. And so I'm hoping that readers will realize that God is the God of second chances. Mm. And that even if we've blown our relationship with him, he's waiting for us and that we can that relationship can be restored. And uh, I, I just hope that readers will, will see that in the story. Oh, I love that. And that's a great way to end our podcast. 
with that with that thought. So thank you for being on my show, Terry. Well, thank you so much for having me. I have never done a podcast, and you made it very painless, and I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to The Romantic Side of Suspense with Sarah Hammerker. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. You can sign up to receive notifications of upcoming podcasts and listen to previous editions at sarahhammakerfiction.com.